You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 1,244, interview number 1,557. We've been on the air since March of 2009, and we're the longest-running business podcast out of Orange County, California, and the beautiful studios of octalkradio.net. And let me tell you, I'm excited about this guest. We have a great interview planned for you. Uh, Let me tell you a little bit about Ron John C. is the founder and chief executive officer of Think Why LLC, a SaaS startup focused on a new solution. That's always good in the labor market space. Ron is a true visionary by the EOS definition and previously built and successfully exited from another SaaS company, Axometrics, a company he started and was CEO for 23 years. Think Why LLC believes that in today's evolving workforce and workplace and tight labor market, this software provides businesses with a strategic competitive advantage. Ron Johnson is in my studio, came all the way from Dallas, Texas, just to be here with me and you, ladies and gentlemen, on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Ron, welcome to the show. Rick, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. I am super excited. I love talking about EOS. Okay, well, let's, yes. talk, let's talk about you and your firm, too. So I've got a double opportunity because I have a serial entrepreneur here, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk about both companies. Sure. So let's focus the conversation right now on the new firm in the sense of um, where do you see Think Why LLC? What space and niche are you carving out for yourself, sir? Yeah, Thanks Why has uh, – there's – I envision two products. One's called Labor IQ, another one's called Career Life. Right now, we're focusing on Labor IQ. Career Life, uh, labor, the labor market circles around Career Life. And so what we want to do with the Labor IQ product is help small, medium businesses understand the labor market. And I think it's, it's something that's really overlooked. And in our research with a lot of uh, owners of businesses, and we've discovered what the real pain points are. What, where do they find talent? How do you pay that talent? How much do you pay these people? Right. You know, how, how do you forecast the demand for UI, UX designers, full-stack developers? Where are they? We can tell you anywhere in the United States that you can find these people, and you'll know what to pay them. Uh, it also helps in, in budgeting. In other words, if you're budgeting next year, how much should you be paying your people? What's, you know, reasonable wage, retention? If you look at the uh, if you look at the unemployment rate today, it's three point seven percent at the national level. But more importantly, look at what it is. I didn't look up Orange County, but San Francisco, uh, uh, San Jose, uh, going back to Austin, it's two point two percent, the lowest it's ever been. Yeah. So how do you retain people? How, I mean, how do you get people? You right. have to poach them. Right. You have to go poach. Right. And so we help you understand. That situation, which means you need to retain your people, you need to pay them well, compensate them well. So we're going to help uh, solve that problem uh, using the Labor IQ product. So, so Ron, most of my career, except for the past 11 years when I've been working with these very same small business owners, was in the corporate world and working for Fortune 500 companies. Right. And the kind of things that you're talking about, we were able to get access to because they were able to spend the kind of money with consulting firms and they had HR departments, oh, yeah. robust HR departments to figure all this stuff out. Right. Most of my clients who are um, 10 to 250 employee companies, they don't have an HR department capable of 
figuring this kind of information that out. That is our target market. Exactly. You hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Right. And w- what we want to do is make this information consumable at a very reasonable price. It's actionable. Here's the thing. The U.S. is a growth story. If we're not growing, we're dead. And if you look at any company's budget, they're going to forecast a certain percent growth each year. Mm-hmm. But they have to have people to do it. If you cannot hire people, retain the people you have, you cannot grow. So it's vital, and right. we're going to help them do that. So how did you discover this need? I mean, did this come to you organically? Tell me how, as a serial entrepreneur, sure. how did you pick this as the next chapter? Well, it, it, it all started back with Axometrics. Uh, I started the company in 1995, but in 2012, I brought on an integrator to run, help run the company. Well, we grew from 25 employees to over 150 from 2012 to 2016. Holy cow. Rapid growth. How do you deal with that growth? How do you find these people? <laughs> right. I, I, hate to, I hate to admit this, but I, didn't have, I did not have salespeople. I've got an MBA <laughs> and a law degree. I should know better right. until I hired a damn integrator, right? <laughs> and so it, it, it turned my life around. We are, our revenues grew at 45%. Uh, compound rate for you know those four to five years, wow, that's and, and we were one of the best places to work in Dallas, Texas, and it built a great culture. So, I wanted when I sold the company, I said that's something I'm passionate about, and EOS helped me you know implement that. It helped us build a culture right. at, at the company. <laughs> so I said, okay, what can I do culturally oriented? And I thought about advising companies to have a, how, how do you have a great culture. Well, if you talk to most CEOs, what do they tell you? We have a great culture. Oh, yeah. uh, I can't, I can't say anything. I can't use a bad word on on no. the radio. No, better no. not do that. But you know that is not the truth. Right. And we interviewed <laughs> CEOs where we knew the employees had told us that culture is not good here. So I said that isn't going to scale. I didn't want to get into the consulting business. So it morphed into what we call career life. Okay. And career life is we want to be an advocate for the job seeker, active or passive job seeker. And we want them to find a purpose-driven mm. career, find their why, find a place that has a culture that they like and embrace. Right. So that's our ultimate goal, is to be an advocate, be the talent agent, the brand uh-huh. manager for the job seeker. Now, the beauty of this is a job seeker can also be our hiring manager. Yes. So they fill two roles. And so... We have a whole program with Career Life, but to get there, we're working Labor IQ first to mm-hmm. establish our relationships with the B2B market, and then we'll move into the B2C market. That's where we view the, the biggest opportunity. Our addressable market in the uh, Labor IQ is about $220 million a year. I'll take that. Yes. That's, uh, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a good pretty place good. to start, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. Right. It'll take you a while to get totally saturated in that space, but I don't know. Okay, I don't maybe know, not. man. I'm looking at content marketing, right. for example. Right. You know, we have a very strong marketing program, but the product is going to be revolutionary. There's no one in the market that uh, can compete with us with this new platform. Well, I appreciate you coming on the show and talking about it to inform our audience, because I'd like to believe that for for the loyal listeners of Critical Mass Radio Show who fit that demographic, they are lifelong learners who are looking to get an edge on their competition. This sounds like a tool that could give them that edge. I believe yep. the number one competitive advantage that companies that size have against their larger competitors is an engaged workforce. Yes. An engaged workforce yes. comes from having a strong understanding of your culture, hiring to fit your culture, and then reinforcing that, right? That's the only Ab- way you get people who are on fire for your business. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and uh, with Think Why, we've been very careful about who we hire. We have 
we have our core values, and we hire based on those core values. They have to be a passionate, accountable. They have to be determined. They have to be adaptable. Adaptability, and they have to be caring. And wow. so look at you. Every one of those uh, things, those five uh, uh, core values, yeah. have to be exhibited by everybody we hire. Right. And then. Do they get it? Do they want it? Can they do it? Have you heard that before, Rick? Never. That's never heard that no. before. GWC, baby. That's it. Right. And and we and, and and you look at how it was it was unusual. We we wanted to find an implementer for EOS. Well, we were a startup. We're pre-revenue. We have no money. We're spending money. And I'm the venture capitalist in this in this deal. Right. So so what do we do? We finally found an implementer in Dallas that would help us implement EOS and a startup. And I tell you what, it has expedited our development period. It's helped us. Everybody, when they come to work, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. We have KPIs. We have rocks. Everybody has rocks. And that has caused us to move together. We pulse. We're moving all together. We have the huddles. We have the one-to-one meetings. We have the leadership team meetings. Everybody. And we're cascading it out into the organization. Now, we're only about 25 employees now. But... Every Still. everyone in the organization has, let's call it, their own rocks. Right, and we get things done faster than would normally be the case. Well, we, you know, we've done a number of interviews here on Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast around EOS. You're the first guest who's doing a startup with the principles of EOS embedded in the company from ground zero. I think that's so awesome, Ron. Thank you. Yeah, it it's working great. I, it, it we're so excited. I mean, after we have our uh, quarterly. Offside meeting, we mm-hmm. come back to the office and we are off again. We are energized. We're moving, and we're excited. The the better release of the product is going to be in November, and then January one okay. we'll have the the full platform out into the market. So it's close. It's close. People should start looking at it now. Yeah. Well, right. what we're doing now is we're doing what you might call content marketing. We have uh, three writers on staff, and we're publishing uh, information on what's happening in into in the labor market. Right. You know, the first Friday of each month, the Bureau of Labor Statistics releases those employment numbers. Uh-huh. Well, what do they mean? Right. What does it mean to me here in Orange County? Yeah, it's just a headline number, right? You That's right. What does it. it mean to you? So what we want to do is take those headline numbers and apply them to the metropolitan area, to the small medium business owner, wow. so they know what it means to them. Right. Because, boy, uh, this is – I could – we're using a lot of time here. This is yeah. great. I could, we could spend all <laughs> afternoon talking to you, Ron. I, I I'm going to definitely have to have him yes, back on the radio show. Let's yes, do it. Yes, because understanding where your pay rate, what's your pay philosophy? Do you pay at the top of the range? Do you pay midpoint? Do you pay at the low end? So they don't. Many of the members of my community and people that uh, run companies these size, they don't know the answer to that question. Right? That's right. There's not a there's not a philosophical choice they've made because they don't even have the data from which to make the decision. Yes. But being able to collect that information, they can choose where. The, is that important to you to know where you are in the band of the range of what people get paid? Yeah, absolutely. And it, what we do, we make it easy to do. Uh, we help you build the job description. The one thing that astounded me was how much time my employees spent trying to hire people. And it's not necessarily in the job description. Yes. Right? It's disruptive. And it takes, it's disruptive. And so what we're going to do, we're going to remove that pain point to the, you know, you can't get rid of all of it. No. But if we can help you develop the job description, we can help you know what that person should be entitled for pay in the market for their skills. for right. The cool thing we're doing is we have knobs. If you want to dial back the job skills, you get a new number for wage, <laughs> salaries, oh, wow. right? If you want to... Uh, no guesswork there, No, huh? No guesswork. And so you know exactly... 
you know, what you're looking for. You know how your current staff is being paid. Right. And so you can make moves because, again, poaching is the way that a lot of these jobs are being filled. Mm -hmm. So if you have engagement, if you have an EOS system, you're going to be more protected if you're paying them. Uh, what they should be paid according right. to the market. We're talking with Ron Johnson. We're talking about his newest venture, Think Why LLC. W what's in the name? Think Why. We spent a lot of time uh, trying to figure out, you know, what would really reflect what we're doing. And so you know, we are playing off of Simon Sinek and, and, and his uh, sure. about ask why, not how or what. Right. And we think, what is your why? What is your why? You know, so how can we help you find your why? Okay. And so this gets more into our B2C product where we want to help each person have a great career life. Mm. And one way to get there is by having a great why. Purpose. What is your purpose? Mm -hmm. That's going to be another part of this. So you go from why to your purpose. And then if you have a purpose bigger than yourself, you will find you're going to be incredibly successful. And attracting other people to your brand. And that's a mistake I made. For so many years, it was all about me. Yeah. All about happen. me. Right. I was a subject matter expert. I was working in the business, not on the business. Right. And so when I got a bigger purpose to help other people, my employees do well, I gave it up. Yeah. You asked, what is the hardest thing to do when you implement EOS? Uh -huh. And that is giving up control. And I see it in so many. Mm. I'm in Vistage, another peer group. Group, mm -hmm. sure. My group, it's difficult for a lot of the CEOs to give up control. And if they did, and turn it over to a great integrator, they would see much greater growth. Right. I, I find sometimes you tell me people that are, find it difficult to give up uh, give up control don't trust the people that they're going to be giving up the control to to do the job. All right. Let me. Let me. What happened to me was I was on a plane, and the guy sitting next to me said, tell me about your company. And he said, do you have anybody who can take your place? And I said, no, I don't. And then I, the truth came out. You don't have a real company. You don't have a company. If it can't run without you, exactly. it has no value. Right. Who you wants to buy sell it? That. And then I go retire. <laughs> it doesn't work, right? Right. So think about your own self, what you're trying to do. You need to build a real company, and you need to bring on people that you trust. Trust is so key. Right. Pat, Patrick Lencioni. Yes. Yep. Five Dysfunctions of a Team. Right? Absolutely. And everybody at my company reads that book, and we talk about it. And if you don't have trust, you've got to be able to embrace yeah. conflict and let everybody get it out. Nothing right. personal. Right. But that's the only way to move the company forward. Wow. We're talking with Ron Johnson, and we're having a ranging conversation. I wanted him on because he's a serial entrepreneur. I came across him, his name, and his firm in one of the books in the Traction Library, and I said, i got to try to get this guy on the show so we can talk a little bit about his experience with EOS. So when did you first find out about EOS? Well, uh, when I, I had a fellow named Keith Walters who was a, let's call it, advisor to me for a number of years, and he was president of another company. Well, the owner of that company decided to come back and take his place, so Keith was available. I said, Keith, we've been working together for five years. You've been my uh, advisor. You, I didn't have a board, and so he was like my other board member. And I said, you've got to come, come with me. This is in 2011. So he said, I'll do it if you'll implement EOS. And I said, what is EO, EO, what? Right. EOS? And he gave me the book Traction, Sure. and I read it. Now, I'm not a big rah-rah guy. But I read it, and I said, wow, this sounds exciting. I said, let's do it. 
And in 2012, we did it, and that's when we grew our revenues 45%. So you almost saw almost immediate impact of Oh, it was almost immediate. Yes. Well, there's there you have to work through a transition period. And for example, I had no salespeople, so we started hiring salespeople. You know what that does to the bottom line? Yeah, right. Yeah, I had to hire an integrator. You know what that does to the bottom line? Yeah. You know what the ownership in your company goes down, right? You have to make some sacrifices, but it pays off in spades. Wow, this is exciting. If you could give one suggestion or piece of advice to some other entrepreneur that's out there listening to this, either live on OC Talk Radio or as a podcast on one of our platforms about uh, implementing EOS, is there a singular piece of advice or suggestion you might make, Ron? Well, I I think you need to... Get out of the way. You need it, it, you. You need to figure out what are you a visionary or integrator. Yeah, take the test. Take the test, and Rocket Fuel has the uh, test that you can take to determine that. And if you're a visionary, go find you a great integrator. Easier said than done. Right. But, but I did it. Others are doing it. And if you do that, you'll find your company will grow much faster. Get out of the way. Don't try to micromanage everything. Don't be a perfectionist. Your people are not going to do it exactly like you would do it, right? but it's still going to be good enough to really have a, a very successful business. So I don't know if this is your direct experience, Ron, yeah. but it is my indirect experience that sometimes visionaries don't realize they're not really good at doing the integrator stuff. Like people that work for them don't really get the kind of direction that they could really use to understand how to accomplish the thing that the visionary wants to get done. Yeah. They, they, they think they're good at it, but they leave sometimes people wanting to know more about the details about what needs to get done. And for, an, for a visionary, that's like, figure it out, right? Right. Many times people need help. So I don't know if that was your experience in your two companies, but that's been my experience, that visionaries really benefit from having somebody who can almost translate well this is what ron is meaning and this is what he wants us to do here's how we're going to do it oh yeah that, that, that's a great point until we had our first off-site two-day off-site meeting i i knew that you know i was moving in the role of visionary and keith had talked to me about what it was and traction and uh rocket fuel had not come out at that point in time but once we had that off-site meeting i realized with the the more i did the, the slower things got done <laughs> or not done at all. Oh, geez. And so well, I had all these. That's I, humbling, huh? Yeah. I, you know, so I had all these young Turks who were just itching to take, you know, the reins and go. And so I, I, turned, it over, I turned it over to them. And I tell you what, I haven't looked back. And that's what I'm doing in my new company, Think Why. So, again, here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, our loyal listeners know whenever they hear the gong that there was something that Ron and I just talked about that is well worth replaying. So go back, I would say, about a minute and a half and pick up the conversation that we had about the role of the visionary inside the business because that insight, I think, is really instructive to other visionaries who may not have realized the impact they might be having on their company. Well, let me say this. It's, it's easier to give up control with EOS because what do we do? We have quarterly meetings. We set rocks, have KPIs. So as a visionary, I know exactly what's going on. I know where we stand. Are we meeting our rocks? Right. We have one-to-one meetings. We have the leadership team meeting. There's a lot of accountability. There's a lot of accountability. Right. So don't worry about getting that control because the metrics are in place, you know, along with the usual accounting mm-hmm. uh, metrics as right. well. Right. So that's the beauty of this. You ha- all your you know what your team's doing. And I and I find there's a lot of uh, liberating power in a really des- well-designed scorecard. Yes. 
Right. It You've got to have time. a scorecard. It takes time to get the right measures on there, measurables on yeah. there. But if you can really dial in the business to a handful of measurables that you're looking at on a weekly basis that tells you if everything's okay or not, yes, that that is so powerful to allow you not to be in the business because you've seen the numbers. You don't need to be messing around, poking around inside the business, do and, you? And it's easy for me to sit down with my chief operating officer, the integrator, and talk about what's going on, where we see problems. And I don't try to micromanage. I just want to be aware of what's going on. There are certain things like, are we going to sell the company? Are we going to go refinance? Are we going to raise money? Uh, maybe there's a big customer involved. Those are the kind of things that I would maybe stick my Right. Fingers in the pie. Right. But the rest of it, let's get it done. Yes. Get out of the way. Get Let out. them go do it. They want to do it. Right. Right. They, and they can do it. Yeah. Hopefully they can do it better. There's another book about engagement by another guy we know, Who's Patrick Galenziani. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so people want metrics to be judged by. Yes. And they want feedback. Yeah. They and don't it, want to be anonymous. And that's a conversation that I've had with some of my clients that you, in a, in a high trust environment, you can have a a high level of accountability as well. Yes. Accountability doesn't come because you don't trust each other. Right. Accountability comes because you trust each other and you're committed to accomplishing a set of goals that you've agreed are the right goals for the company to accomplish. And let me know you have roadblocks. What are they? Let's all address them. Two right. heads are better than one. Right. And as um, uh, in our peer group community, yeah. we, when, we bring pro- when we bring issues, we have this ABCD scale, which tells the other members how important it is. An A is an alligator. It, the metaphor is this issue has you in its jaws. It's rolling you around. <laughs> I a, love that. A bee yeah. is a bear. Yeah. You're walking down a creek. You break a stick. A mama bear sees you, but she's like two or 300 yards away. She's going to charge you, but you've got two to 300 yards to figure out what to do. So it gives us <laughs> some context about how serious of a challenge is this, right? Yes. Because bad news doesn't get better with time. That's right. Right. So as soon as someone figures out they have a problem with maybe accomplishing one of their quarterly goals... Being able to raise that and ask for help in a weekly level 10 meeting can be really powerful, can't it? Oh, it is. It's liberating. It, 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 not only for the person who's faced with this obstacle, but knowing that they can sit down and talk to the CEO, the chief operating officer, the other members of the leadership team. We all work together to solve this right. problem. Right. And you know something about The Rock. Yes. It's not like the first time you're hearing about it. Oh, absolutely. And you sort of agreed that is a quarterly rock that we should be working on. So it's easier, I found, my experience, to, to raise bad news to a higher level because it's not the first time I'm hearing about it. It's something that we've been trying to fix for, you know, nine, ten weeks. Let's let's work on it together. Yeah, right? and, and it can be very significant. Uh, in my current company, we ran into a roadblock with the uh, the development team, and as a result, it delayed where we thought we should have been. Ooh. So we we pivoted. We've had to build our own development team, but we also went ahead. We had a go-to-market website up. We had our writers. We had a, uh, our chief marketing officer. We had our PR firm in New York. We said, let's start Let's start working on our content, developing a name for what we know about the, the labor market. So wow. this is what happens. When right. you listen to the team, you see roadblocks, you can respond. And we're still on, on, on schedule to launch the product. Fantastic. It's incredible. Yes, All right. due to the team. So I'm going to have you back in a year, two, three, five years. I don't know. Whenever you're back in Southern California, my friend, you'll come back on the show. What's going to be different in the future when you come back, Ron? Well, we want to be the leader in uh, explaining to the small and medium-sized business what's going on in the labor market so that they can hire the people they need at the, at the rates that they should be paying those people, that they can forecast, they can budget, do those kind of things. We want to be the leader, and we'll continue to add features to make that more easily uh, done. But we want to help people 
looking for jobs, who have jobs, to have a job that they really enjoy. There's no reason that people go to work every day and don't enjoy it. Right. Right? And there's so many a do, though. They do. And I think we can help them find a place for them by determining what, what's the culture at companies and then what the person, the, the individual, the job seeker, what, what do you like? You know, who am I? What can I do? Where can I do it? We want to do that. Right. Help them have a purpose-driven life. Boy, I tell you, that's, that's powerful. I think both value propositions are attractive to me, uh, and I can see how they would be to the 10 to 250 employee companies. Being able to define one's culture and put a tool together that really trusts that you're bringing in people who fit your culture, I think is, use the term rocket fuel, for really taking a company to the next level, bringing the, bring the right people in. So few companies, small companies, know how to interview for culture. Right. They're interviewing for skills. Yes. And fit. That's right. But they might not have a person who likes working there, and they, they don't last then. They, they don't know how to do that. Right? Yes. So my why is to have a lasting positive impact on the lives of my clients. We put the whole critical mass community through the Simon Sinek video, the yeah. TEDx talk, and then mm-hmm. d- developed our whys, and that's what my why is. It's on the homepage of my website. So Beautiful. I love it. Uh, if someone would like to learn more about you and the firm, sir, how do they do it? Well, just go to our website, uh, www thinkwhy.com and go to the uh, team member page and my uh, glorious uh, mugshot is up there uh, and so just uh, contact me that way. Well thank you for giving your time making yeah. the commitment to come from Dallas to Southern California to appear on the Critical Mass Radio Show. I truly appreciate that. Thank no, you. thank for your interest uh, in me and what I'm doing and you're fantastic what you're doing. Thank you very you're much. You're helping everybody be better. Try to. Yeah. All right. And I'd like to thank our engineer, Mr. Paul Roberts, and our three producers, Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer, Nicole Terry. If you'd like to connect with me, I say let's connect on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, spelled F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move, a co- move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi.